When I walk through a jam No one knows who I am Put your head on my chest And I'm Mr. Success Good morning, you are listening to the Inevitable Radio Show and Mr. Success Old Blue Eyes Love that song. I hope you are creating great success in your life in the midst of this great planetary journey that we are on, that uh, your life is awesome, that you're doing well. If you're having challenges, if you're struggling, if you want more out of your life, if you want greatness out of your life, if you want to be a superstar, or if you just want to get out of pain, doesn't matter. All of how we do this is a science. It is teachable. You can learn to have more, do more, be more, create more. And we talk about it every week here on the Inevitable Radio Show. So welcome. I'm glad you're listening. So today's show was uh, kind of themed as a catch-up show, a review show. I From time to time, we'll hear from listeners. Uh, and one thing that listeners uh, have, have been talking about lately is that uh, I use a lot of metaphors. I think metaphors are a great teaching example so that you can really understand how easy this is. We talk a lot about neural programming and how your mind works and how you think, how you create reality, the psychology that you are using for success, for sabotage, for failure, for greatness, and all of those tools all of those techniques, all of those mapping processes that we talk about on the show week in and week out, anybody can use them. So I use a lot of common metaphors. I use a lot of teaching examples. And sometimes I will refer to the 800-foot cliff or the 8-foot stepladder. Or I'll refer to something and I get a, well, what is that? I don't know what you meant when you said that. So I'm going to do kind of a catch-up today. So uh, listen in. We're going to have a great show. This is the inevitable you coaching system because you are inevitable and it's about you. It's not about me. I've got my own life, working on my own life, working on my own greatness, and I am here to help you guys. You guys are inevitable. What happens, your journey, your greatness, your pain, if you want to change it, if you want to heal something, grow something, create something, this is the place to do it. Now, I like to always begin my seminars, a lot of my coaching work with this simple message. You create reality at a far higher level than you have ever imagined or ever thought before. Most people believe that their life is happening to them, that the world is the world, that jobs are jobs, that spouses are spouses, that kids are kids, and there's all these things swirling around, and you're doing the best that you can to react to it, but it's something that's fixed, it's happening to you. That is not necessarily true. And here's why. You have far more control of reality than you know. And I teach this in the metaphor of the 800-foot cliff and the 8-foot stepladder. And here's what it is. If you were climbing here in Colorado this weekend, and think of a really tough climb. It's a 6.2 pitch. It's 800 feet. It's a free climb. And this man, this woman is climbing this cliff and they're moving confidently. They're moving with certainty. They're moving up the cliff. It's a great day. 
and near the top of the cliff, there's a really tough cornice, a really tough pitch, that they almost have to do a, a release move, a curl move. It's a, it's a tough move. They can do it. Think about this. You know that if you were to walk on a two-foot plank that was 40 feet long laying on your driveway and you were I paid you 100 bucks to go back and forth any number of times and not fall off, you could do it without even a breath or a sweat. But if we put that plank 40 feet or 400 feet in the air, sometimes these moves that we make, depending on our environment, challenge us. So sales techniques that you're using, parenting techniques that you're using when the economy is good and life is good and everything is wonderful, it's easy. But all of a sudden when you're suspended 400 feet, 800 feet above the planet, or when the economy is tanking, or when challenges are occurring with your teenagers, or your clients are tanking, now all of a sudden the same techniques that you would have much confidence in, yeah, you're not so sure anymore. But it doesn't matter. On this beautiful cliff, on this incredible day, this climber has arrived at the cornice. That's a tough move, but very, very doable. Now, the first question I want to ask you is, do you think this person is scared? And most people say, "Uh, no. But of course they're scared. They're adrenalized, absolutely. And fear, as you will hear in this example, has a different meaning to them than it would to you and I, because I'm not a free climber. I'm going to be the guy on the eight-foot stepladder in a second. But as this person is pitched on the cornice, not only are they afraid, but if we were to look at them physiologically, if we were to take a freeze-frame moment and look at their uh, adrenaline that's in their blood system, the cortisols in their blood, their blood chemistry, their neural peptides, if we were to do a PET scan of their brain, which is how we see a living brain, and look at what neural nets are lit up and how intensely... And look at that person just before they're about to make the move. Freeze frame that, put a bookmark on it, and let's go over to another part of the planet to an eight-foot stepladder. And because I am terrified of heights, even though I've in my life I've done a lot of things in the military, I, I was a jump master, I did a lot of parachute jumping, I was always afraid of heights. But on this eight-foot stepladder, I've got to take down the last strand of Christmas lights. And it's a tough little corner. It's kind of hard to get to. And I'm on this eight-foot stepladder where if I even climb a stepladder with my fear of heights, I'm about ready to pee my pants. I've just, you can joke with my wife and my kids someday about me and my fear of heights and ladders. But here I am on my eight-foot stepladder, stretched, reaching, trying to get that last little hook, that last strand of Christmas lights down. And freeze frame me. And if you were to look up my adrenaline, my cortisol, my neural peptides that are communicating physiologically in my body, look up my PET scan, what my brain, what neural nets are lit up, what's alive, what's most intense. What do you think the difference would be between me on an eight foot stepladder and our intrepid free climber on their 800 foot cliff? Yeah, no difference. There is none. I'm adrenalized at the same level. My neuropeptides are screaming at the same level. My brain is lit in the same sections and quadrants. And it gets even trippier than that because the mountain climber, the free climber, in their moment of about to make the pitch on the cornice, they are telling themselves, they are feeling all of this adrenal, all of this physiological reactions. They're feeling all that. 
And they are saying to themselves, I've never been more alive than right now. I've never been more alive in this life on this planet than right now in this moment as I'm about to make this move. I'm over on my eight foot step ladder going, I've never been closer to death. I'm about to die. So you see, it's never the 800 foot cliff or the eight foot step ladder that creates our reality. It's what we do with it, what it means to us. And maybe that free climber was raised in a family of climbers. Maybe they were scrambling on cliffs since they were a little kid. I grew up in southern Ohio. I never saw a mountain or a hill until I went to West Point and saw the Adirondacks. I saw little tiny speed bumps down in the parking lot and thought that was pretty high elevation. But it doesn't matter what family you come from. Who you are, why you are, what matters is today, right now, you can begin to take control. Do you think that if we chose to use the best, I'll call them brainwashing techniques, because that means the most to most people, but think about going to traditional counseling, they're brainwashing you to recreate your experience or your trauma is something different. Brainwashing is just merely a very broad category. It generally has a pejorative meaning, but a very broad category of tools and techniques for changing your mind about something. If we were to brainwash me to love a cliff and we were to take that mountain climber and subject him or her to duress and choose to change the program that she feared, he feared the cliff, could we do that? Of course we could. I mean, you never would, but you could. So when you're on your sales call, when you are dealing with your teenager, when you are dealing with your spouse, when you are looking at your body in the mirror, reality is a program. It is a neural mapping process that all of us unconsciously create our day based on the meanings of in the moment. And if you find yourself on an eight foot step ladder or an 800 foot cliff, economically and financially, many of us are on an 800 foot cliff right now. And if your programs for dealing with that stink, you're about to die. You're not more alive than you ever have been. All you have to do is change that program. And now all of a sudden the cliff is an entirely different experience, has an entirely different meaning. And the question becomes, how do I change that program? How do I experience this moment in life as something incredible versus how do I currently experience this as like, I'm scared. I'm full of anxiety. Life is dangerous right now for me. My 401k is half gone. My retirement plan, completely gone. My job, my future, my hope, my truth. And there's the 10% out there that are just, it's a roller coaster. Their arms are in their air and they're screaming and they're happy on this ride because that's how they create reality. We're going to talk about that today. We're going to bring these tools and techniques to the forefront for you. You can create your reality different. It is possible. Thank you for listening to the Inevitable Podcast. Please visit our website for more information on this extraordinary coaching system at www.theinevitableu.com. Then sign up for your two-week free trial of our membership to gain access to hundreds of hours of amazing content and tools just like this. Now, back to Bill. This is an incredible life. You have far more control of what's taking place, far more control of the change processes that are happening or not happening in your life. 
Good morning, Joe. Welcome to the program. I have a uh, I have a question. I have a important question to me. You know, you try to change your life. You look over the past. You try to change your life. You make changes. You you get on the on the road to where things are are better. Better choices being made. And from your distant past, uh, so to speak, alligators start showing up from choices made years ago. And, of course, to deal with those, whatever they are, you know, it's pretty pragmatic. But my question is, I mean, you're trying to improve your life, but how do you deal with history coming back and just upsetting the apple cart, so to speak? Can you give me one sentence? Is the, is the history people? Is the history, you know, old data points? What is the history and the alligators that are biting you? Uh, all right. An ancient tax bill from 14 years ago shows up after 14 years, after all records have been destroyed, and you, you try try to deal with this mentally. It's it's like, okay, you said one sentence. You're um, fine. You got. I got the one sentence. So let's okay. let's talk about a couple of different things. Um, it's a great question. Uh, many people, when trying to change, and I'm I'm going to repeat some of the language that you used. You said I'm trying to change. I've made changes for better choices, and in the distant past, choices made years ago become alligators for me today. Number of things, Joe. First of all. It doesn't matter whether the alligators are distant past or, you know, distant future. Alligators are alligators. Problems are problems. Challenges are challenges. We all, we all have those. So one thing in this control reality belief system that you are striving for greatness and you are striving to change a process and change how you look at the planet, a lot of people think, well, my fear should go down and my challenges should go down because I'm making a change for the better. You said I'm making better choices. But if, if you think about the 800-foot cliff and the 8-foot stepladder, if you're striving for greatness, if you're making better choices and you're taking challenges in life today head on, and you are moving towards your greatness, moving towards more business success, do you think your fear would go up or down? Uh, that I, I can't answer. Well, what do you think? As you strive for greatness, as you rid yourself of old alligators, so you think. Well, I, you, you fear, the fear should go down if, if no, I'm see, making that's, better choices. Yeah, but see, this is the counterintuitive work of, of neural programming. Climbing an 800-foot cliff... And climbing an eight-foot stepladder, if you're a free climber and you're afraid of heights, a cliff climber has the same physiology as a stepladder climber does, and the cliff climber is never more alive in the, in the difficulty of climbing a cliff, although they've never been closer to death. Their meanings is they're never more alive. And climbing the stepladder, you're never closer to death, period. So as you try to climb the cliffs of life, as you try to go higher, as you try to become something you've never done before, because many people, when they're in old technology and old patterns and programs, they're not striving for greatness. They're trying to avoid failure or trying to avoid pain. And as you know, trying to avoid something 
attracts that and encourages that and keeps you stuck in it as opposed to, okay, I'm going to reach for greatness. I'm going to do something greater with my life now. That actually puts you at more risk. Your fear would go up. And as you climb that ladder of success, the problems and challenges get bigger. So the real challenge is as you make better choices in your life, as you work towards a really great strategy for dealing with alligators, because alligators are going to get bigger, not smaller, and it's going to get more perilous, not easier, but great men and women have a great strategy for dealing with their fear. There's going to be alligators biting us in the butt virtually all the time. And again, as you commit to this path of greatness, there's going to be more, not less. Thank you for listening to The Inevitable Podcast. Please visit our website for more information on this extraordinary coaching system at www.theinevitableu.com. Then, sign up for your two-week free trial of our membership to gain access to hundreds of hours of amazing content and tools just like this.